Hey, it's Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. A very happy International Women's Day to you, Kelly. Thank you. I like to call it International Queen's Day. Oh, Queen's Day. Okay. <laughs> yes. You listen to Bohemian International Rhapsody Queen of what? the Women. What? Oh, oh, I thought you listen to International like Bohemian Rhapsody or something. No, 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 no. I mean, like the actual, we all wear crowns. You all wear crowns. You're wearing your pink today too. Is that a? Is that just like a conscious thing or did you happen to just have pink show up in the wardrobe? Yeah, it's just in the rotation. <laughs> Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. So I will tell you, there's a really cool way that women in food in D.C. are coming together. And it's interesting, too, because we have been talking about this group of women since the pandemic started, and they've um, basically evolved what they're doing. They've become part of a national organization, and there's a whole women's food festival coming up uh, this week, which we'll tell you about in just a little bit for International Women's Day. I love it. Well, let's first talk a little sports. So RG3, what was this? A couple months ago, we definitely talked about it. Teased on Twitter that he is writing a tell-all book that's going to highlight his time with the, um, I guess they were then the Redskins, but of course the Washington football team, now the Commanders. Uh, and it was going to be sort of a tell-all about his dealings with Snyder and some of his organiz- uh, some of his Snyder's dealings and his organization. Um, and it was going to be juicy. And he was like all in too. He wrote this video that he posted and all this yep. stuff. And then I don't know what happened to him. Uh, you know what? It's just Dan Snyder, man. He just he literally gets away with everything. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he decided that he's having second thoughts about it. I'm so, so bummed whatever. about this too. I'm so bummed about this because I was like, this is going to be so juicy. I, I can't. I was so excited. And he said it was coming out in like August too. He pre-teased the book longer than like a politician does and now nothing we get nothing out of this i know i, I want to know the story of what happened to get paid off did, i bet you know snyder's known to be very litigious mm-hmm. uh, did like an army of <laughs> attorneys come attack rg3 yeah i wonder um like he kind of he probably did the calculus of like i'm not going to make this much money ever again playing football so why not sell my story but i wonder if he um yeah like must you can't really pay a guy off like that can you uh, I think it's bribery. Right. And there would have yeah. been a theoretically there would have been a book deal and put, he would have signed some paper somewhere before he made a video on Instagram. You would think before he was like, Hey, this is coming out. Here we go. That's a good point. Or also like you can get sued. And if you have to, it, it costs money to like respond to a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So maybe he thought it just wasn't worth whatever fees or maybe the publisher pulled out as well. Being like, I don't, we don't want to deal with Dan Snyder's army of, of attorneys. That sounds like possibly true too, right? That like the the uh, the publisher got into it because I feel like with the controversial book, I had never written a controversial book yet, but I do feel like the, your publisher kind of assumes some responsibility, knowing that hey, this is probably going to get me sued. So right, let's for go sure. for sure. So unfortunately, we won't have that summer reading. So uh, but in some other that. good news is that the Paralympics are going on, and like the stories coming out of it are just mm-hmm. incredible. You're hearing about the first Amer- the first medal of the Paralympics was an American medal. And she actually was born in Ukraine and adopted by an American family, um, which is just incredible. But we also have to give a shout out to our locals. Uh, There's a Marylander, Noah Grove. He's on the sled hockey team. He's from uh, Frederick, Maryland. And then uh, in Virginia, Evan Nichols, also a a sled hockey player. And um, they beat Canada 
by melting. And we know finally that the somebody beat Canada around here. Way to go, Paralympic <laughs> team! My goodness, way to go! Yeah, way so to that, get that's it done. great. That's great. So I feel like we um, lost a, we lost to Canada in curling and both the hockey's right in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So way to go, Paralympic USA team! Way to beat Canada. Nice work. <laughs> so good. And the Russian and, team uh, was not allowed to participate because they shouldn't be allowed to participate. So there's that happening too. It, it's I gotta say though that it is sad when you think about the the Olympians, the Paralympians, totally. right? Because they obviously have literally nothing to do with an invasion on on Ukraine, and they've right. been training and with their disability, and it's just it's tragic. But you know, I get it. But it, yeah. it you do think about those athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, they can't help where they were born. That's very true. Um, tangential, uh, talking about sports since we don't have a baseball season yet. Usually, ah, I do like countdown. I was wondering of like every how you're going to do that from the sports <laughs> yes. block over to Lady Gaga. Every morning, I would be doing the countdown to uh, opening day, but can't do that right now. But at Nats Park, we just announced yesterday, kind of a big surprise. Lady Gaga is going on tour, what? and her first U.S. stop. It's going to kick off in, in Europe. Her first U.S. stop is in Washington D.C. at Nats Park. Love it! Incredible. I love to see it. Yes, August eighth. Uh, tickets go on sale on Monday, the fourteenth, and um, because it is at Nats Park, it is rain or shine, mm -hmm. uh, which is I, I remember when we saw Taylor Swift there several years ago. I think it was twenty fifteen, and there was like threat of like a giant thunderstorm coming through, like typical DC style, and she like canceled her opening act and got on stage to make sure she could perform. Oh, that's right. Came. She bumped Vance yeah. Joy. I forgot about that. Yep. She sure did. And you know what? And ironically, it didn't end up raining because, you know, Taylor Swift has that type of power. <laughs> totally. But there's there was this threat of these big thunderstorms. Um, but I love that, she, you know, you just got to be kind of cautious of that. But way to go, Lady Gaga. And yeah. this tour, I should say, too, uh, is very short. Um, she's only stopping, I believe, in about eight uh, U.S. cities. So very cool that she's spending time in D.C. I love it. And also, um, I feel like she can, in a stadium, make what she'd make in 30 dates in 14 days. So she's like, yeah, sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> it's a lot easier haul. Did sure. you see House of Gucci? I have not seen House of Gucci, and I feel like I'm a, I'm a bad fan for not seeing it. I watched it this weekend. I wish the movie was as good as Lady Gaga is in the movie. Yeah. She's so yeah. good. Adam Driver is really good, too. But the movie is just like... Meh. okay but i could see where it was built in a laboratory to win oscars <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like that it was <laughs> right. made that way but she's so good in it and it's just so wild to be like that's the bad romance lady isn't that wild i know she's she's incredible mm -hmm. in other news too um cirque du soleil is coming back that got announced yesterday as well so they're going to be coming to the big top again in tyson's where they put up the big top every year and uh they're going to do Curio, the Cabinet of Curiosities. That's going to start as well um, at the end of July. So July through August and into September, they're going to have um, at Tyson's, near Tyson's 2 at the Learner Town Square, they're going to have uh, circus coming back. And what they I said was that intermission is over because they were about to do the, they were about to do Curios when the pandemic hit. So they just called it an intermission and uh, mm -hmm. it's over. Yay, it's coming back. It's amazing. And aren't they owned by um, now by um, Feld? Mm, I'm not sure about that. Okay, I, I, I should double check that because just, that's a just a little throwback because they started locally here. Yeah, I don't know. I think Feld is out of the Feld is out of the clowning business for the moment. <laughs> right, because they they did the 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 um 
uh, Barnum Bailey, right? Yeah, they had Barnum and Bailey yeah. Circus, and then they had no they had no elephants in the circus, and then they had no circus. But they do Disney on Ice, and they do Monster Jam and Marvel Live, and all those live event things. And there was yeah. actually a rumor that the circus was going to get rebooted and brought back, um, but then you know Rona came to town, so. <laughs> Ah, she ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I know. Um, and so, I mean, talk about a business that was hit hard, like a, a traveling like Cirque du Soleil or a traveling, um, you know, like Feld Entertainment Circus kind of thing. Hit really hard. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know what I uh, learned, too, over the what? summer about? I totally forgot to tell you this about Cirque du Soleil. So they have an entire um, and a friend of mine performed in it. They have an entire like a circus that's like a private event, like like a private party circus, basically. So they have <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so they have a whole like tour, like a whole like company that like goes off and does their lives. Like he's a, my friend's a trainer in New York. But then when like somebody like let's call it a Beyonce wants the circus for a party, they like assemble the team, do practices, and then they do the performance because the Cirque companies are like in Vegas or in Tyson's or they're all around. So they can't just like pull up circus and like move it to Beyonce's backyard easily. Yeah. And so they have like this like Avengers group of people that they call whenever like a famous person wants a circus Soleil party at their house. Very nice. Or I'm you not know, saying bar, that bat mitzvah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like a retirement party or, you know, whatever. Retirement party. I'm not saying he performed for Beyonce or the Obamas, but I'm saying it could have possibly happened. I don't know. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, well, also coming to Tyson's, I love this. Our friends over at the Salt Line, they're becoming little restaurateurs as they're opening up. I believe this would be their fourth location. Um, they own, of course, Salt Line and uh, Dauphine's. Mm -hmm. at Longshot Hospitality. They are going to be opening up a ginormous spot at the Capital One Center in uh, Tyson's Corner <gasps> Center. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, Tex-Mex theme. This this one is. Um, they're going to have a giant outdoor space, alfresco bar. Um, it's going to be just amazing. We don't know the name of it yet, uh, but the Washingtonian is reporting that uh, they're getting the band back together and opening up another spot. Oh, that's awesome. They do such good stuff. They do. So they, they have the salt line, stuff. of course, by Nats Park. And then they have another salt line in Boston. And then New Orleans style Dauphines, which I've yet to go to, but I've heard is delicious. Yeah. So Oh, that's awesome. Good for yeah. them. Their chef too. Like Ryan Zimmerman's one of the um, investors in, in their group. But the chef, uh, Kyle Bailey, who's like the head chef, is just a cool dude. And I remember yeah. it was like 2018. He won like the Restaurant Association Award for like top chef. And we were interviewing him beforehand and we're like, hey, like, what are you excited about? Like at the menu at Salt Line, he's like, we got a great burger. <laughs> and we're like, okay, you got a great burger. Cool. And he actually, he came and like grabbed me that night. He goes, I can't believe I said burger. <laughs> In his defense, that burger is delicious. It is delicious, but they have like seafood platters and like lobster yes. rolls and like all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> I, I just love them because they're just such like a, like a, like a locally made, like awesome group. And they just do such damn good food, too. Yeah. Oh, love it. So last night uh, before bed, I got an email from Axios. Uh, maybe you're familiar with them and their emails. And they're like, we have a new email that we come, we send to you at nighttime. They're like, ruin your dreams. And I'm like, enough with the emails, people. <laughs> but um, I opened it because, of course, I did because the subject line was great. And it basically was like, you're not crazy. Um, because oh. this whole study that came out, people are like, I'm running into regular humans in my everyday life. 
those humans seem like they're pretty nice. But the humans I see on the internet and the humans I see on the news are really angry humans. So am I crazy or is the world crazy? And so they they went ahead and they, they pulled all this data um, and they found that Americans are actually friendlier than we are uh, given credit for <laughs> on social media and the news. So um, this is kind of cool. So they found, and I'm going to just pull up the, the stats here, that 75% of Americans never tweet. Mm-hmm. Way to go, America. And on the average. I, I, yeah, hmm? I mean, that makes sense. Because I yeah. think a lot of people go onto Twitter to find out information, but don't necessarily tweet. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's probably, yes, like 25% actively tweet. And there's probably some who just are like lurkers. But then there's a huge portion of the population that's like not on Twitter. Who doesn't know right. what's trending? Who doesn't know what's screaming? Who doesn't know like what, you know, person is being a monster today for whatever non-monstery reason? So that's great. <laughs> And then um, they found that on average, on an average weeknight in January, 1% of the population watched Fox News and 0.5% of the population watched MSNBC, which is 3.7 million people out of 300 million people. That's great. Way to go, America. <laughs> way, to, way to not be like sucked into a vortex of either side of, of, of blah, cable and screaming. And then they found that 56% of Americans have donated to charity during the pandemic and typically give money. And that is way more than the 21% of Americans who or political parties. So you know what, America? We're better than we think we are. <laughs> that, 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 that does make you feel good. It does. And I realize that saying this is a little bit of like eating broccoli covered in cheddar, but you know what? There's still broccoli in there somewhere. So good. Good for us. Way to go. I think this was making you feel better because you're on Twitter a lot. Yes, <laughs> totally. You're one of the small percentages like tweeting, looking at tweets. So maybe maybe you need to be more with the populace. I agree with you. I am part of the part of the twenty five percent, and then even worse, I'm part of the one and a half percent. So, yes. I, but I'm also part of fifty six percent who donate to charity. So it just I can be saved, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. And I hope you work. You work on that. I hope that you hearing this news though, like, makes you feel a little bit better about it. You know, too. There's a lot of people out there who are good people. I agree. I think you're one of them, Kelly. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> and we're talking about it being International Women's Day. Talk about good people, too. So you maybe remember during the pandemic, there was the Women in Washington food group that came together. And this was like a bunch of ladies who are chefs and restaurateurs, or they own food product businesses, or they have shops that sell food. And they came together and they built these really cool bags. One was for the inauguration uh, celebration. One was for Valentine's Day. And they did it as a way to promote their businesses and everyone threw something in and then everyone got a piece of it on the back end. And they were really fun. And so now these um, women have stayed together and they've sort of evolved what they're doing. So there's an organization in Los Angeles called Regarding Her that's been around a little bit longer and it's you know more, more, more prominent and it's a bunch of same thing, women in the food business. And they do like grants to help out people start businesses and they do mentorship and all of these things. And so now DC... That initial women in food group has become the DC chapter of regarding her. And uh, they're, they're the first ones outside of Los Angeles. And they're getting together a bunch of programming for Women's History Month, kicking off today with International Women's Day. And I think that's super cool that all these ladies are collaborating together. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's good to see. And it's kind of all over the DC area. They're having a big old like festival. Yeah. So it's like 14 days of women got together and they collaborated. So like Fiona Lewis uh, from DC Fishwife at Union Market collaboration, collab- collaboration, Woo! collaborated um, with a biscuit company in Virginia. And they made this like locks and uh, biscuit situation. Victoria uh, from Ice Cream Jubilee also collaborated and made this Merriam Berry ice cream biscuit with jam. And they just got together and they're finding all these great ways uh, to celebrate together. And so I talked with Victoria and I talked with Fiona yesterday about regarding her and about women coming together to support other women in the food business. You know, women are really good at just getting things done. You know what I really said then, right? (laughs) So I think as a group, the support that we can give each other and hopefully down the line the aim is that we'll not just be mentoring we're raising money and we're looking to provide grants and what I love about this group is that there's so much knowledge from people who have learned through that over decades and decades of experience how do you go from being a home chef or a food enthusiast to your first entrepreneur to a multi-chain entrepreneur to an empire owner and that sort of support and uh, information from finance to marketing to um, just operations is what Regarding Her is all about. Well, I think DC, I've been here. I wasn't born here, you may have guessed. But I think in the 12 years that I've been in DC, we've, I've really seen it's, it's a place where things happen. And if we all get together, we can help each other, support, and we really want DC to recognize and empower women-owned businesses and get out there, support the minority women-owned businesses that are part of our group. Just recognize, and I, but you know, when we weren't going out as much, how much did you miss going to restaurants? And I know that you want us all to be around. Well, the food festival is full of tasty, delicious surprises. You know, you have the best restaurants in the city um, collaborating with each other with um, a huge party happening on Hanks of the Wharf um, with scores and scores of different restaurateurs coming together and um, just featuring what they can do um, for the for Washington, D.C. And they love to see it come together. And so that was uh, at Union Market yesterday with Preservation Biscuit and Ice Cream Jubilee and District Fishwife. So the Women on the Wharf event is going to be at Hank's Oyster Bar on the 14th. And it's got like everybody. Just all of these women chefs have come together. And it's going to be just a fantastic night at Hank's. It's 180 bucks to get involved. And that money goes to benefit. Regarding her, gets put toward grants and toward mentorship and toward um, bringing and supporting women in the food community in D.C. Awesome. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Also, Kelly, um, around where you live, uh, a a, a road name change that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I live um, literally the, the back of the Russian embassy is uh, 300 feet from my house. So we've had a lot of activity. So we obviously uh, going up and down Wisconsin Avenue is the front part of the Russian embassy. There's been some protesting and flag waving and, and a lot of Ukrainian pride. Um, and it's it's inspiring to see. Um, but we're also hearing of a of a new street sign that has been posted up there that it's still still up there because it's um, 
it's interesting because, of course, it's the Russian embassy, but you are on U.S. soil. Mm -hmm. So they are allowed uh, to protest in front of it. And the sign has not been moved. It's Zelensky way. And if you're looking on our video feed, you can see that literally it is like a typical green colored street sign that is, of course, named after uh, the, the, the president of Ukraine. That's, and the Russian embassy is probably three feet behind it. It's interesting to see, too, because the guy rolled it up on like a cement block and like a dolly and then left it there, which yeah, I guess clearly it's a person who knows what they're doing about like protests and knows what they're doing about signage because it was able to stay there and it's been there. And I, I went up there yesterday, actually, on my way up to Channel 4. I was like, I wonder if it's still there. And it was. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll report back. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it because obviously I just go up and down that corridor multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's always fun to if you do go by it, give them a little toot whoever's there if you if, to support ukraine they, they love to hear that and, and especially now that the weather's turning to cold uh there are some people that are there 24 7 but you should give like a long honk i think because like a, a short honk? toot yeah like a short toot i feel like could be construed as like way to go but maybe like to the russians like you need to be like i don't approve of any oh, I, of this Mrah. i did multiple toots just to like support them and then they get excited you'll i mean you'll hear in our neighborhood you can hear the horns going Oh. all day long um you also have lots of interesting people walking through our neighborhood that just I, i've been in this neighborhood now for 20 years this month marks 20 years there's some i know everybody um mm -hmm. and when there's someone new that moves in i know who they are too and it's a very small like three block there there's just activity there's like common like this morning for example i saw this woman who i've never seen before she had a giant stroller walking down <laughs> my street there was no child in the stroller. What? <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you help her find her child? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, and then there's the woman. Come on. That... No, there's no yeah, way yes. that someone's a spook and they're not. And they're there's a sp no seriously with no child in the stroller. That's like I wearing the think... Groucho Marx nose glasses and being, you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Come the other on. woman that I love to see, she's always on the phone. She has her ear pods in. And she's walking, like brisk walking, but she walks up and down the street like multiple times, like she does like a loop. And um, she's wearing like old school, like gray sweatpants, like gym issued, like your school gym issued sweatpants. <laughs> totally. No one wears those anymore. No, no one wears you those can... anymore. No, no, no. So hmm. anyway. are, are there a lot of like cable vans outside and like, oh, yeah, they they dug up Wisconsin Avenue yesterday. Um, oh. All of a sudden, I don't know. You, tell me, you were down there. I don't know if you saw a little bit of traffic there. They like conveniently dug it about like a half a mile from the or a half block from the Russian embassy. I'm like, you definitely were laying down something. Time to put down those 5G wires, I guess. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm huh. not sure that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just a lot. Of, if you just stop and look around, there's a lot of activity around the embassy. That's like oh, the other one was there's there's a house that um that faces the embassy in my neighborhood and they have a pool and mm -hmm. um, their pool was being dug up. Oh, that makes sense. Over the weekend. Over the weekend yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's nice out, you know, time to fix the pool and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's I wonder if they're digging up the pool. It's, it's not a pool, Tommy. Oh. It's not a pool. <laughs> but what is it then? If it's not a pool. It was like this generic, like Jerry's pool or something, something. I mean, no. <laughs> it's not a pool. There, it's either a watch center, a tunnel. I don't know. It's not a pool. Huh. I wonder if that makes your house more valuable or less valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that an individual owns it. 
No, I mean your house, like in the neighborhood. Like, oh, I, my I, house. I would, oh, I would think that maybe Kelly, you could sell your house for like seven million dollars now. But the people who would buy it, probably their assets are frozen. So mm, I don't know. <laughs> Could be sell it to an oligarchy. Totally, yeah. Uh, hey, sorry about your flat in London. I got a nice place in Upper <laughs> Upper Georgetown. If you're interested, it's slightly used, but there's a radio studio in the basement. So maybe you should get involved and try that. Um, how about the guy who was suspiciously playing uh, music outside of the Russian embassy? Well, this is the thing I'm saying, like, if you haven't gone up there, like, there's just you got to just keep your eyes open because Yo-Yo Ma, the, the famous celloist, was in front of the embassy yesterday. Um, he, so he performed at the um, I know you're playing, trying to play the audio. There it is. That's you know, so, so that cool. was around four o'clock yesterday, which I'm for sure drove by oh, it because I could. It was what time? Four o'clock? Four o'clock. And I know, Tommy, you're up and down in that area, too. Yeah, I drove by it yesterday. I must just make sure that there's no Yo-Yo Ma on my photo. <laughs> I took <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, he performed, um, kind of popped up there, and he was did it before his performance at the Kennedy Center. Oh, yeah. No, I, I missed him. There, there was a lady with a cigarette when I went by. Yeah. So would you uh, be able to pick out Yo-Yo Ma though? Like I imagine like Yo-Yo Ma with cello, you could pick out more easily than like just regular Yo-Yo Ma walking down the street. I don't know. I've been taking lots of photos just because it's so close and I go by it all the time. I don't know. I might've stopped and taken a photo just because it was a striking thing to see because he's kind of standing there by himself. But I don't know if I would have been like, oh, that's Yo-Yo Ma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I could pick him out of a lineup either. Yeah. I mean, if he was actively playing a cello, I'd be like, yeah, maybe Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. Exactly. And then, then you would just like Google Yo-Yo Mom in D.C. and you would see that he had a performance at Kennedy Center and connect the dots. And, and then that's how you become a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I uh, do wonder, though, like out loud, there's been a lot of like protests at the White House about Ukraine that there's not more protest in front of the Russian embassy because it's an embassy of Russia. It's a Russian land. It's a Russia thing. And so I don't understand why there's not more people who are upset about the Ukraine situation protesting at actual Russia. Yeah. Well, um, I think a couple things like it's space, right? It's a very busy road that it's on. Mm, There's not a lot of like where you go to the White House, you've got like that plaza there and you you can kind of fit more people. That's true. Pennsylvania Avenue, Lafayette Park. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, But also like I think the decision makers are at the White House versus I don't think any you're going to flip any decisions at the Russian embassy. That's uh, you know what? Right. <laughs> Actually, good call. Sergey's not looking out the window being like, hey, you know, guys, we should call the boss. <laughs> right. That's true. That's OK. You know what? Good point. <laughs> I do feel I mean, we talked about this a little bit with the Paralympians. I mean, there are it's a huge compound. Mm-hmm. So there are families that live there um, that are part of our community and our neighborhood. And, you know, they, they have kids and they're going to the playground and they're shopping in our grocery stores. I mean, they're part of our community uh, there. And uh, they, you know, that they have not been able to kind of resume their lives with their families in, in our communities because they're I fear for their their safety because because they don't. My, my only thing is because they don't have. I don't think they have a lot of decision making. Like it's very clear that Putin's kind of like doing his own thing, and there's mm-hmm. thousands of Russians that are not happy about this whole thing. Um, so I just wonder, you know, it, it's it kind of sucks for them. Yeah, I kind of think if you work at the embassy, though, you're like at least on the JV squad. You're sort of like you're kind <laughs> of in it, right? Like right, or like married into it, but yeah, yeah. But even if you marry into it, you're like, hey, 
my wife's uh you know she's she's a russian diplomat that yeah. should go well forever i i don't know i i feel okay, like what if, about the children what about the children that's true those kids were born into this it's not the, their fault yes, yes that's true but yeah i feel like if you're an adult who works at the embassy in russia you're like you know you're kind of in on the gag because you don't know what's <laughs> going on here if if you're like a russian like lawyer maybe not lawyer if you're like <laughs> someone who moved here from russia and is like like an american right you know right. then that's a, like that's a different thing but if your key card works at the embassy, I think you're kind of you're kind of on the team. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't really talk po- politics here, but one, I wonder if anyone's going to try to defect, right? Right. Um, and what how the U.S. would handle that. And two, um, if, have you gone to Ovechkin's Instagram um, profile photo lately? I have not gone to Ovechkin's Instagram profile lately. Um, his profile photo is him and Putin. Still? <laughs> yes. Come on, Ovi. I mean, I took a screenshot yesterday. He also has an individual post wishing Putin a happy birthday. It's from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, he, that's still his. Yeah. Okay. Then you know what? Like, I'm maybe we maybe we bench Ovi for a little bit. Like, that's stupid, Ovi. Come on. And also, the Caps PR team's better than that. Someone's got to have his password. The Caps PR team's real good. They're really it's in good. Russian. They don't know. <laughs> Or maybe we pay Ovi in rubles. I don't know. But I feel like, like, Isn't come it? on, Ovi. Ovi, read the room, brother. Read the room. Apparently like, he's my getting booed, booed during the games. Yeah, well, there was just the thing that he and Backstrom played their 1,000th game together. I think it's like tonight yeah. or tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, it's tonight, yeah. I mean, yeah, like maybe maybe change the profile no, pic. Maybe like sucks. you and the Caps pup or something for a little bit, dude. <laughs> right. That's such a cute photo. Like, that's a right. good photo. You look good in it. <laughs> And he still has it. Mm, I don't and he, like that. he has like three or four posts in his profile about Putin. <sighs> yeah. So it's yeah. just such a weird thing because, right, we love him, but we love our caps and we love the PR. I mean, they're just our beloved team, our yeah. Stanley Cup winning team. And he's good, trying to break all these records with his goals. But like, it's so that's what I'm saying. It's yes, it's clear cut, but it's like, it's, it's just. It's soul crushing, right? Because well, now yeah, all the love that we've had for Ovechkin and, you know, we don't suck anymore and all that. Like, this is just a black cloud. I'm on his, I'm on his Instagram. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, you want to talk about Ovechkin? You're like, nope. And I was like, okay. So I didn't go to his Instagram account when this whole thing first started. Oh, that because makes me I thought so it, sad. I thought they would clear it up and I thought he would do something good and we could focus on that. But well, and Yes, like he probably has family in Russia and there probably is some yes. concern about Putin being a yes. maniacal madman and harming his family. Yeah, but for sure, maybe maybe you change your profile picture. Like I'm not saying like you need right, to like, like right. wear an F Putin shirt, which would be nice. But like you <laughs> can maybe just change the profile pic. Just saying right. is all right. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you can. uh you can email him. His Gmail is right on his uh, Instagram as well for business. Yeah. So I can't believe no one has uh, sent that around to the end to the world yet. Well, it's open. Uh, I don't even know. I have so many. I, I mean, know. I have so I'm many sorry. things I want to say. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. This is, this is this uh, sucks. Come on. Like, are we supposed skin. to cheer him on or not cheer him on? But like, he can't help be born Russian. But then he's like so blatantly like, I don't know. Yeah, and he's absolutely going to break Wayne Gretzky's record now. That's going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> That's that, definitely well, going to happen. He'll have an asterisk by his name. We're going to be all conflicted about that situation. I know. I know. Sorry, Tommy. Man. 
I know. We Truly, nice things like all of our all of our sports heroes become monsters. But, but I happen? feel like we sh- we should say we are the fun and games department. It is like we're laughing and having fun. But like I I know every day your heartaches and oh. my heartaches just seeing the, the horrific things that are being done to that country and the people of that country. So yes, not the to, human toll has been ridiculous and uh, being one of like, the yeah. Uh, yeah, not to minimize like what is going on there. We're just trying to have some fun, but we, it's just terrible. And being part of the one and a half percent of people who do watch the, one of those cable channels, <laughs> I see a lot of it, uh, which I'm trying to yes. move myself off of, but, uh, and also part of the 25% who are on Twitter, although it's been so, I've, I've loved watching like the people of Ukraine on Twitter. I, I like that more than I like watching like the news here about it because you're getting, I mean, you got to kind of try to be discerning about what, what is actually real, but. Um, there's, do you follow the Kiev independent on Twitter? No, the Kiev independent. So it, it's this, it's the, like the local, it was like a grassroots, like locally funded news outlet like the, in Kiev. Like the patch kind of, I mean, I don't know that it was, I don't know that it's not the patch, but it's not, not <laughs> okay. maybe like the city paper. I don't know, okay. but now there's like a bajillion followers, but their team has just been like posting oh, everything like piece by piece. And then there's also, um, some like real sassy, like Ukraine, national guard accounts <laughs> which are just like showing all of the rubble of like the um the the russian stuff that they blow up and they just show yeah. that to, to the internet um but it's you're, you're seeing these like photos like the photo of the family and the luggage and oh just i know awful. i know i know i know awful I know. which is so, why putin is a absolute madman and this needs to end yes ovechkin should change his profile picture it's the least he could do i know so easy everyone changes a profile photo every now and again just update it I'm so sad about that. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so I know. small. I couldn't believe it either. It's so small in like the scope of the world completely. But like, dude. I know. I know. Well, one star for Ovi today. Five stars for us, please, <laughs> if you don't mind. Even if you feel we don't deserve it. Take the link. For sure. Send the podcast around. Share it with your friends. Happy International Women's Day, Kelly. Thank you, Tommy. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>